something pastors learn early in seminary is that when studying scripture, one needs to look at the context of the passage in order to better understand it. Our lesson this morning includes one of the best and most comforting sentences Jesus will speak in the Gospels. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In order to better understand these comforting words of Jesus, we need to look at the context. What leads up to Jesus extending this gracious invitation to his disciples, and by extension, all of us? Our reading this morning has three distinct parts. Verses 16 to 19 are a short parable, and then the lectionary skips ahead some woes of Jesus to, and skips ahead to verses 25 to 27, which are a short prayer of Jesus. And then finally, 28 through 30, where Jesus extends the invitation to find rest in him. The parable which begins our reading really is interesting, and like many parables, it's quite puzzling as well. So far, chapter 11 of Matthew's Gospel has focused on John the Baptist, his ministry versus Jesus's. So Jesus wraps up this focus with a short parable by comparing this generation to a children's game taking place in the market. Some came and played the flute, but the people wouldn't dance. Then a wailer came, and the people wouldn't wail. John's prophetic ministry makes it clear that he is the wailer, while Jesus' joy and passion lends itself to the flute player. John's ascetic preaching out in the wilderness, uh, that style of his means he came not eating and drinking, and in turn the people said he was a demon. Jesus, who we see numerous times enjoying a good feast or party, came eating and drinking. But they called him a, a glutton, a drunkard, a friend of sinful people like tax collectors. What this parable is getting at is that while neither look the part of who a Savior ought to be, their deeds will speak for themselves. God has shown up in the person of Jesus, and now God's own truth is right there in front of them. An intervention of God in our world may not always look like what, the way we want it to, or the way we think it ought to look, but here Jesus challenges his disciples to look deeper for how God is present among them and is present among us here and now. Jesus then prays, thanking God for revealing God's self in such mysterious ways, in ways where the wise of this world may overlook, but that infants and children can marvel. It's only in this context of this parable and prayer about God's surprising yet marvelous intervention in the world to bring about redemption it's only in this context where we get Jesus' beloved words about rest-giving. These words begin, come to me. Here we see the divine invitation, time and time again extended throughout Scripture. 
we see that God's invitation for us to be in relationship with God is relentless. God never stops pursuing us and drawing us closer in communion. Like the father running out to welcome the prodigal home. This invitation of God to come is given not to some, but to all. To all who are weary and heavy burdened. The word for weary here in Greek, koriatso, means to be overworked. This coincides with the next word, to be heavy burdened, literally to be weighed down. In this time, Jesus is likely talking about those burdened by the heavy taxation and oppression by the Roman Empire in first century Palestine. But I think this promise and invitation to give rest to the weary and weighed down speaks volumes to us today as well. The same Jesus who, in just the last chapter, illustrated the challenges and struggles that his disciples are called to face head on, reminds us here that he also promises to give us rest and peace for our souls. Now, rest is a strange thing to think about in this time of pandemic as well as the struggle for racial justice. Our minds are restless with the next thing we have to do, the right thing to do next. All along was the uh, inevitable uncertainty of what's to come next. In the midst of all of this, Jesus invites us to pause for a moment, to rest, to catch our breath, This doesn't mean Jesus is calling us to not care, far from it. Rather, his invitation is calling us to take a moment to find rest in him. This idea of rest is rooted in the Hebrew understanding of Sabbath. Scholar Walter Brueggemann sums up this understanding by saying that Sabbath is not just a pause that refreshes It's not simply a pause that refreshes. Rather, it's the pause that transforms. In other words, to practice Sabbath rest, to find rest in the God we know in Christ, means reorienting ourselves. To be reminded of who we are and whose we are. That we can then go out and serve as children of our God. It's it's a sentiment that's summed up so well by St. Augustine so long ago that our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you, O God. Friends, we need to work hard to live out the gospel, to share Christ's love in every way we can right now. But friends, we also need to take a break to catch our breath and be reminded of God's love for us and Christ's invitation to rest. And Christ's promise to give us rest. I hope even in this time we can all find ways to practice this kind of life-giving, spirit-filling rest as part of our spiritual practice and journey. Soon, friends, we'll gather virtually at our tables for communion, The Lord's table, whether it's your kitchen table, the coffee table, TV tray, or whatever, whenever we gather at the Lord's table, we can receive Christ's invitation to rest anew 
as we lay down our burdens and take his easy yoke upon us. When we do this, we're filled by his life-giving love. Such an experience of God's grace refreshes and empowers us to go out and be his witnesses, to extend his promise of rest to others, especially those who particularly need it here and now. Friends, Jesus calls us to go and do the difficult work of discipleship. But our Lord also calls us to rest, to lay down our heavy burdens and find rest in him that we might remember who we are and whose we are as children of God. May we find ways to rest and may we find ways to invite others to find their rest in the Lord who invites us to lay down our heavy burdens and instead take his easy yoke upon us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.